You're listening to the Unplugged Goddess Podcast, a podcast where we can unplug and talk about real life shit. My name is Kelsey, and I'm here to inspire you to love yourself and find your worth. Join me every Wednesday to unplug and talk about all things self-love, empowerment, dating, and so much more. Get ready for raw conversations meant to inspire you and help you tap into your highest self. So, are you ready to love yourself, goddess? Hello, goddesses. Welcome back to another episode of the Unplugged Goddess Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Burchett, and Today, I am going to be having a special guest come on with us. Her name is S, and you can find her on social media at sober underscore otter. And I just love bringing people on the podcast that have a different outlook and that are on a different journey. And so her journey is all about how she has become sober, so her journey to sobriety and just why she stopped drinking and just a bunch of different tips in there for you if you are on the fence about stopping drinking or if you maybe just want to cut back a little bit on drinking. And so I just love bringing in other people to share their story, to, you know, inspire others out there for whoever it may be struggling with drinking or whatever it may be. So I was super excited to have her on the podcast and I hope you guys enjoy it. So excited to get to connect with you today. How are you doing? Hey, Kelsey. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. Um, as you said, I'm S. Sober Otter, and I am a woman who lives in Southern California who just happens to not drink alcohol. Yes. And that is so, I mean, not common, <laughs> especially, I feel like especially in in the Southern California area, because that's I don't know, you know, you don't go anywhere without seeing someone with a drink in their hand. So yeah, (laughs) yes. So that is so amazing. And so I would love to hear all about your journey and how you, you know, started not drinking or, you know, what kind of made you get on this journey to sobriety? Yeah. So it was kind of a long time coming. I, you know, I started drinking in high school as a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And my friends drank a lot. I kind of just thought everyone drank a lot. I thought that was the norm. And then I got to college and realized um, I probably need to slow down, um, mm-hmm. which is probably a, a big red flag if you're going to college and realizing you need to slow down. I, I did. Um, I kind of reined in my drinking. Um, of course, you know, alcohol was a big thing. And you know, college campuses, university life. And I wasn't drinking as often, but I was definitely still drinking a lot. So binge drinking and sometimes still blacking out. Mm -hmm. And it was around my junior year of college where I really tried to take it seriously to moderate my drinking and get it under control because it was starting to affect um, the relationships around me. Mm -hmm. But it's difficult at at that age because everyone drinks. That's what you do, you know, for social events to kind of relax around people. And it just wasn't the norm at the time. I didn't really know anyone who didn't drink. Um, I didn't really know what resources there were out there to stop drinking. I didn't 
know any women who were taking this path too. So it didn't really stick for very long. And I kind of went back to drinking, but I spent like four years trying to make it work in my life. So I tried moderation. I tried, you know, putting rules for myself saying, I'm only going to drink on weekends or whatever it might be. And Mm -hmm. it kind of worked for a while, but um, I just, I wasn't happy. I kept, you know, waking up the next day after drinking and having this thing called anxiety, which is this anxiety after a long night of drinking of thinking about, oh my gosh, what did I say? Mm. Where did I leave my wallet? What did I do? Mm-hmm. And it just felt bad. You know, it just felt so bad. But I feel like our society is very saturated in alcohol. And the norm is to, especially in social environments, is to, yeah. you know, um, bond over alcohol. And I feel like, especially as women too, we're kind of sold this, I think, why that you need to bond over alcohol or like, you know, boozy brunches or, mm-hmm. or something that brings women together. But in reality, I wasn't making those kinds of connections when I was drinking. If anything, I was driving people away. So I finally, um, after kind of a, my last long night, I decided to really quit for good. Um, and there was a lot of factors that went into that. I felt like if I didn't quit, I was going to lose people that I really loved. And I guess that was the initial motivating factor. And then Mm -hmm. it turned into something that I really wanted to do for myself. So yeah, and that's a hard decision to make and to actually, you know, you have to be a really strong person to be like, okay, this is what I am going to do. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's not it's not an easy one. It's, I mean, anyone I think who wants to question their relationship with alcohol or, or give it up completely, I think, I mean, it's going against the norm. So it's, mm-hmm. I think it's strong to even just want to try mindful drinking or moderating. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so you didn't, so you just woke up that day and you were like, okay, I'm done. And did you just quit like that? Yeah. So it was, um, after a heavy night of drinking, binge drinking, and I was on vacation and I had to drive home like a four hour drive and we had to keep stopping so that I could be sick on the way home. And it was just so physically uncomfortable as well mm-hmm. as mentally uncomfortable. And I was like, I don't like, I, I can't do this anymore. You know, I, I had done it so many times before, but it was like, I stopped seeing the connection of, yeah. you know, like the reason of why I was doing this. It just didn't seem worth it anymore and I valued my relationships and I guess my mental health over the drink yeah and like I said I think that's so amazing and that's takes such a strong person to do because I think a lot of people you know they have to go to rehab or they have to you know seek out other help they can't just wake up one morning and be like okay I'm done um so I can imagine that that was so difficult for you to, you know, kind of come to that decision. And when you were drinking, did you just find that you couldn't like stop drinking when you started drinking or, you know, what was your experience? So I think it was kind of a toss up. Sometimes if I tried really hard, I could, I guess, quote unquote, control my drinking but it wasn't very comfortable. I always wanted to drink more. Mm -hmm. I was never satisfied enough. Like I wanted to drink until I was, you know, pretty drunk. And I know 
you know, deep down that it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. And I, it was always a risk that I would lose control over my drinking. And I know that not everyone is like that too, but that's just the experience that I had. And I Mm -hmm. clearly did not mix very well with alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. And so did you use alcohol as kind of like a coping method? Because I know that that is so common and a lot of people really turn to alcohol for, you know, coping reasons or to really just escape their reality. And so did you find that that's what you use alcohol for majority of the time? Actually, I feel like most of the time I was drinking was for like a social lubricant. Mm. I feel like it wasn't necessarily an escape, but to kind of like relax me, loosen me up in majority social situations, not always, but I know that was a big one for me. And when I stopped drinking, I had to deal with the uncomfortability of like meeting people and being at parties and things like Mm -hmm. that without alcohol, because it was just my go-to. I'm, I'm naturally very shy and it takes me a while to warm up to people. And so I think that was definitely a major factor in why I, I chose to drink or to continue drinking. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, especially if you are, you know, are shy and you show up at a party, alcohol immediately loosens you up. And so I think a lot of people will turn to that. So they feel, you know, comfortable and they feel okay and like they can fit in. And so now when you go to social outings or a party, do you find it hard to resist the alcohol or what is your like reaction when you tell someone like, I don't drink? I think it's definitely gotten a lot easier. I'm, I'm a year and a couple of months sober now. So at the beginning, it was definitely a little different. I would maybe make up an excuse or just be like, oh, I'm like on a medication I can't drink on or mm. something because you know, people don't really ask questions if that's the reason. But if yeah. for some reason, if you tell them you just don't want to, it's sometimes hard for people to accept, accept that. it. Yeah. 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 So I would say now I, it's, it's easier. I kind of just say, oh, no, I'm not drinking. Or most of my friends already know now that I'm, I'm not going to drink, so they won't offer anything to me. But um, yeah, I guess it kind of depends on the situation too. I, some people like to ask why. And I think sometimes that's because they might have their own curiosities and maybe mm-hmm. their own path that they're trying yeah. to follow. Um, so it can open up a really good conversation sometimes. Yeah. And I always think like if you tell someone that you, you know, don't drink and they take that in a negative way or they, you know, are like, oh, that's so lame. It's like you don't want those people in your life anyway or necessarily like, you know, you're not going to surround yourself with those people because the people that, you know, are meant to be in your life are going to support that and they're going to support you and, you know, be proud and supportive of your journey, you know. And so do you find yourself ever tempted when you go out or like craving a certain drink or like how do what keeps you alcohol free Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely have cravings even a year in um and it's the weirdest things I think just my brain is still rewiring itself so it could be you know we go out and I hear a song and I associate that with you know my past drinking and I'll have a craving Mm. and I think you know, what I do now is it's a lot easier than in the beginning. The first few months is, was just like painful, like almost physically uncomfortable. And I kind of had to do a lot of different things and I had to 
learn what to do to deal with cravings and how to stay alcohol free because it's not really something that I, I think comes naturally. It's like something you actually have to seek out and figure out for yourself and figure out what works and what doesn't. So what I do is I reach out if it's a really bad craving or I think, oh my gosh, like I may, I may drink. I, I usually reach out to someone and I say, hey, I'm, I'm feeling this way. Like, can we talk it out? And that helps because then you kind of get it out of your system and can reflect on why you're feeling, what you're feeling, where it stems from. Mm-hmm. I also, I read a lot of what's called quit lit. So books about people who have also stopped drinking or the neuroscience behind why your brain has cravings, why, you know, we turn to alcohol and things like that. And so I always think it's interesting to hear a science perspective and also other people's own experiences behind their stories. Because a lot, a lot of times you can relate to someone else's story and that allows you yeah. to feel less alone. Yeah. And move, move through your feelings. Yeah. And also I, you have your whole social account, um, Sober Otter, that you (laughs) have created this community. And how did you come up with the name, which I think is so cute? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, It was kind of on a whim. I, it was like in those first few months that I had decided to stop drinking, I was listening to, I think it was like a, a podcast or something, and they were talking about this um, sober Instagram. I was like, a sober Instagram? What is this? So I looked mm-hmm. it up, and I found this whole world that I had no idea existed, and it was predominantly women on Instagram who have these Instagram accounts that are just geared towards um, giving like sober motivation, giving support, like cheering each other on, all of this like awesome female empowerment stuff. And so I made my account and <laughs> sober otter because I love otters and I was getting sober. <laughs> I, I think if I knew it would have grown so much, maybe I would have chosen something with like more of a meaning. <laughs> but No, I think it is so cute. And I think that's what makes it unique because I was like instantly drawn to the name. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been a journey and I, I definitely appreciate that that online sober community and and what it's brought to me in my sobriety. Yeah. And I think it's so, it's amazing that you have grown this community and they're there for you and you're there for them. And so what is that another way that you are, that kind of motivates you, that motivates you to, you know, stay sober and to keep sharing all these amazing tips and tricks. And so I'm assuming you made this account pretty soon after you decided to go sober? I did. Yeah. It was, I think just a few months after. Wow. Okay. And you were able to grow, grow it pretty fast, which is amazing. And that's, that's so cool. So do you have any tips out there for people who are maybe struggling to make that decision to finally go sober you know, words of advice for them to finally take that leap? I would say find your community, find someone who's going to be able to get what you're going through, um, no matter what that community may look like, whether it's like a recovery program, an online program, um, a group of friends. I think it's really important to be able to just talk out how you're feeling and be around other people who understand. Um, I think also just know that it's all a learning experience. And if, you know, you feel like you have a setback or like you're never going to get this sobriety thing or sober curious thing, it's, it's a learning experience. It took me like four years and, um, Mm -hmm. 
don't be hard on yourself. You know, be kind. This is a hard thing to do. Yeah, totally. And I know now that you have your, you recently launched your, the mocktail ebook, which I have downloaded by the way, and I love it. (laughs) That's so awesome. Thank you. Yes. Oh my gosh. But I have a funny story. When I first was playing around with one of the recipes, I tried the, um, which one was it? The blood orange margarita. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't have the blood oranges. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to make it with regular orange. And it completely was just like a total fail. So no, no, oh, no. <laughs> no, but I told, I love the, the actual blood orange margarita recipe that you guys have in there. But I, <laughs> It's like, okay, it does not work with regular oranges. Well, awesome. Thank you. I mean, thank you for trying to make it. That's so awesome. It's awesome to hear, you know, people like are actually making the recipes and have feedback and are interested in what we're putting out. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys have crafted like amazing recipes. And I love, I love to just have that when, you know, because I myself, I drink on occasion, but sometimes you just are like, I'm craving like that like drink, but I don't necessarily, you know, want the alcohol. And so that's an amazing option to have. And I have loved playing around with the, with the recipes. They're so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's what the book is all about too. I mean, I don't drink and my roommate who made the book with me, Charlotte, she drinks on occasion. So it's really for anyone. Yeah. Is there anything that you wish you could go back and tell your past self just anything as you were going through, you know, constant drinking and hangovers and blackouts, is there anything that you would tell your past self right now? I would just say to my past self that um, you're growing and it's okay if you feel like you're not growing as fast as you should. And I just want you to be kind to yourself because I was not always kind to myself when I was younger. And mm-hmm. um it's, it's hard when you're in it and in the moment you think you're doing everything wrong, but in reality, you're just, you're building the blocks for your future and you're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Where can people find you? Um, besides your Instagram, do you have any other outlets that or resources where all of our listeners can find you at? So you can find me on Instagram. That's the only account that I have. And it's Sober Otter, but it's actually Sober underscore Otter. Perfect. Yeah. And I will leave that down below for everyone to check out. And also the mocktail book, which is amazing. And everyone needs to check it out because even if you still drink and you're, you know, drinking on occasion, it's still an amazing tool to have. And it's, yeah, you you guys did so good on it. Oh, thank you. Yes. And it's free. It's a free download. Yes. That's the best thing about it, <laughs> that it's free. You could literally, like, there's no excuse to not download it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. It's been so fun. Thank you, Kelsey. I've really appreciated this conversation and getting to know you better. And thank you for inviting me. It's been great. Yes. Thank you.